build it. Thank you for my helper, my teacher, my standby, my advocate, which is the Holy Spirit. And Father, I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to go over a few things from last week. Um, We have been teaching on resentment. So I want to talk about that a little bit, um, dealing with the things that we've been teaching on with resentment. And we know in resentment there is some ill will towards something a person have done or something a person has not done. Um, we can have ill will with um, a person over something they done or something that they have not done. So we want to make sure that everything that we do is according to him and according to his word. And the more we stay in his word and the more the words stay into us, we will know how to handle ill will. We will know how to handle others as they're trying to handle us. We will know how to humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God and know that he will exalt us in due season. Amen. Um, I want to go back first to um, Cain and Abel because I think that's a, a good place to start dealing with resentment. In identifying resentment, we see that um, dealing with Cain and Abel, I'm going to start with Genesis 4, and I want to start with verse 3. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel, he also brought of the firstling of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. So we see here that both of them brought something to God. But what Cain brought was not accepted by God like what Abel brought. And the difference in that is when God is telling us to do something, sometimes we will do it the way we feel like it needs to be done, and that's not acceptable unto God. God only want us to bring to him what um, he would have for us to bring to him according to his word. We don't want to add to the word. We don't want to take from the word. So however um, you're taught in the word, this is how our lives should um, go according to the word. So saying all that to say this, when Cain found out that he, his offering was not accepted, he became very angry. And how did he become very angry? It may not have been what he said. It may have been the continence that he was showing on his face, letting God know, I'm very displeased on how you accepted Abel and didn't accept me. So he felt rejected. And when you feel rejected and somebody else is involved in that, you're going to have ill will towards that person. Even if that person didn't do anything, you're looking at that person being accepted, and you're not being accepted. So he was very angry. God began to get to the root of what was going on with Cain. He was letting Cain understand um, what had happened. And he went on to tell Cain, and the Lord said unto Cain, why are thou wroth, and why is thy continence fallen? If thou does well, shall thou not be accepted? And if thou does not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. So God was identifying with King what was going on in his life. He was letting him know that 
he could master sin. He could master that rejection. He can master that resentment. He can master, you know, not being um, accepted because of the offering that he brought. So God let him know, if you do well, don't you know you accept it? So what God is saying is, we don't just put anything before God and think it's okay. God want us to give to him what his word is telling us. We don't just add to it, take away from it, or do what we think need to be done, and it makes it okay. So God told him what to do, but guess what he did? He did the opposite of what God told him. What did he do? He killed his brother. Why did he kill his brother? Because he allowed that resentment. He allowed that ill will. He allowed that hatred. It turned into anger, and God began to see that anger on his face. Some of us may not say nothing to one another, but the expressions that we have on our face says it all. We may not say we got a problem with somebody, but when they walk up, if our continents change, we know they have a problem with that person. They were fine before that person walked in the room. Or if that person began to talk or begin to say something, that whole person continents begin to change. So they know that there's something there. Or you can feel the animosity. You can feel the resentment. You can feel the ill will. Have you ever walked in a place and you feel um, that people don't want you to be in that place? You feel like, wait a minute now, I'm not feeling quite right. I remember it was years ago, a long time ago, we had a family gathering. And I went to the family gathering, and as soon as I entered the ground, something hit me. And it was like heaviness come upon me. And I was saying, Lord, what in the world is going on? Something is just not right. And someone approached me and pulled me to the side. And told me what was going on. And I wasn't even in the midst of it. But they put me in the midst of it. And said it was because of me this had happened. And I was nowhere around. So the presence that you bring in the place. When you represent him. And the glory of the Lord is upon you. you, When you walk in the place. The enemy is going to attack you. Because of who you are in him. So I got the attack. But I did no wrong. So how did I handle that? After I knew that I was attacked, I didn't change who I was in him. I knew that the ones that did not want me there thought I was causing trouble of being there. I went around and I began to speak. I began to fellowship because I knew I'd done no wrong. So if I'd done no wrong, I'm not going to treat you the way you treat me in ill will because I did nothing. So what am I saying? If you don't deal with it... It will deal with you. Don't say it's okay when you know it's not okay. When it's not okay, it's not okay. When you have a problem with a person or anything that, that you know you have a problem with, you need to deal with it right then and there. If you don't deal with it, it grows. It grows and it begins to affect how you act. It begins to affect Um, things that you do, how you do it. So if you don't grab hold to it, then it's going to grab hold to you. And when it does, just like God told Cain, sin lies at the door and waits on you. But he said, you can master it. Don't let it master you. God gave him a warning. And what did Cain turn around and do? 
So he said, and Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. He killed his own brother. God already forewarned him, but he did not take what God was giving him because he rather hold all of that in his heart against his brother because he wasn't accepted. When we feel like we're not being accepted by people, we put up a wall with certain people. When we feel like people got a problem with us, we put up a wall and they can't get but so close. We don't let them get but so close. And then we are always looking suspicious or looking for them to say or do something that's going to cause us to come out at them. And when we do that, it's because we haven't dealt with something, dealing with that person or dealing with something else. So I went back to Cain and Abel because I want to move forward in this teaching because Brother Willie brought up some things that I need to go over. And some of his points was good. And I was understanding I had to go back to, through the teaching to really understand. We did go over some of it um, last Tuesday when Brother Willie was talking about um, how, you know, you forgive, but you can't forget. Sometimes you don't forget. I want to go over that. But I want to go over how Brother Willie was saying that if a person is offended, if a person gets offended by someone else, he was saying sometimes you have to wait until you get yourself together before you go back to that person. Because if you go to that person and tell that person you're sorry, God knows your heart and you're not really sorry. You just did it because that's what you know, you're supposed to do, but your heart wasn't in what you were doing. So these are the things I want to address that he brought up so we can have some clarity to let everybody know that if you are offended by something somebody said, you never let it sit there and fester because the long as you let it sit there and fester, the enemy is going to feed you lies. About that person, he's going to add to what that person didn't say. Because right now, if I started with Sky and said something to Sky and she had to give it to her daddy, by the time it got over there to Kathy and Rick, I guarantee you it won't be the same thing. The longer you wait to resolve something, you're not going to get the same thing that was said in the beginning. You're not. And this is what's happening in the body of Christ. When someone offends us, we try to, you know, just sweep it up under the rug, don't want to deal with it, still talking to that person, but it's laying there. And by it laying there, the devil feeds on what's there and it gets worse. So the next time that person comes to you and they're talking to you because they're thinking everything is okay and they say something else, then it's adding to what they said the first time. So it's getting even worser. Then you don't deal with that because you feel like I'm going to pray about it and I'm going to go on. I'm just going to pray about it. I'm just going to give it to God. God, deal with me so I can deal with them. How long is it going to take for God to deal with you before you deal with them? What if that person died that night? What if something happened to you? And you got to stand before God when you had an opportunity to come before that person and do what God told you to do. See, the enemy want us to have guilt. 
He wants us to have condemnation. How does that come? Guilt and condemnation come when we don't do what the word of God tell us to do. That's how you know you're not doing what you need to do. When the enemy is condemning you, he got something on you. He's con- when he's condemning you with something, he has something on you. But when you know who you are in Christ, you don't hold- let him hold that against you. You take care of that. So that's what we want to talk about. So Brother Willie brought out some good points, and I know what his points were. I think all of them just ran together, so I want to break them down so we can understand where he was coming from. He was coming from, if you are offended and they hurt you, it's according to how deep that offense is. Sometimes you may not go to that person because you're so hurt that you want to go to God and you want him to deal with you before you go to them because it's really a deep hurt. It's a wound that's there. It's according to, he said, how deep that is. He said, that's him personally. That's, but then he went on to say, you can't leave it there because if you leave it there, guess what? The enemy is going to come in and he's going to do something else, even though he spread it out way over here. He was coming back and specifying, you cannot leave it there. But I'm saying, if you got an offense against me or against anybody in the body of Christ, and if they have offended you, some people don't know that they have offended you. Because some people are so easily to get offended because they got so much that they're dealing with, you can't even wave at them. You got to say, hey, instead of saying, hey. They're offended because you say, Well, why you say that to me and you spoke to Athea? Why couldn't you speak to me like you spoke to Athea? You're offended. You making it look like I'm favoring Athea over you because I said, hey. See, when we take things to heart that way, we need to let God deal with us. We need to ask God, why would I get so upset because she waved at me and she spoke to her? What's up? Oh, she got something against me. She couldn't do nothing but wave to me, but she spoke to her. So by that person not handling that, the enemy going to add to it. And then if I look at you, you're going to be saying, oh, she's talking about me. Because I looked at you and I was holding the conversation. Or when you walk in a room and people talk and then the room get quiet, the enemy say, see, I told you they're talking about you. That's offense. Then you hold ill will against that person. And the person don't even know what's going on. Then you go talk about that person with somebody else and have other people thinking that person is that way. And that person don't even know what's going on. It's in the church. You go talk to the one that you think understand you, that you can relate to. And you come together because both of you got some ill will. So you thinking y'all can cover each other, but you're showing your own behind. And it don't work. Because you're going to get caught up in that mess that you're sowing. Whatever you sow, that's what you're going to reap. Instead of going to the person that you feel as if something is going on with, you're going to another person and you're creating something else. Now it's running rapid through the church. And now you're sitting up there blaming each other. I ain't say nothing. You said it. You don't want to come to me. I didn't come to you. You come to me. If you hadn't come to me, this wouldn't be running rapid in the church. But both of you should know when you're getting taught. So this is why I'm saying that we have to deal with it. Some things, now look at this. I understand if a person has got a gun. (laughs) 
No, you don't want to come up to him right then with the gun. (laughs) No, you don't. You want to talk to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, this person is very angry. And I don't think it's the time to go to this person. But I need for you to help me so I can deal with this person. Now, it's different if you are going to the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit ain't going to take weeks and months and years to go to nobody. He's not going to let that sit there because he only testified to the truth. It's too much that's running rapid over and over again with people saying they have dealt with that issue. When we deal with issues, the issues don't still deal with us. We know how to cut them up with the word of God. So that's what we want to do. So when Brother Willie brought these things out about offense... This is what we do when it comes to offense. First of all, this is what, and I'm going to put it all together with what Brother Willie said. Because he did say, you know, some people say forgive and forget. But he said that's not healthy. I want to bring that out to you. When he said that if a person has hurt you, sometime, you know, you can forgive. He said he's not God. And he cannot, you know, do like God does because God says, you know, he won't remember it no more. And this is what I said. Y'all remember what I said? He put it into the sea of remembrance. That was an error. Y'all know what I meant. He put it in the sea of forgetfulness. And he don't remember it no more. But we're in God. He's in us. So if he's in us, guess what? When he forgive. We forgive because he forgave us, though the enemy tried to bring it back up so we won't forget it. Anytime you have a scar on your arm, anytime you look at that scar, you're going to remember how you got it, right? But that don't mean you hold it to heart. You don't hold anything to heart that a person have done. When you hold it to heart, we're going to go through that. That means that you haven't accepted what he done for you. Anything that you hold against a person, that means you need to check your salvation and see if you really have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Because there's no way you can accept him and still have unforgiveness in your heart and say you know him. No, you don't. Because that's not my God. That's not the way he operates. There is no way a person in this room can say that they have the love of God and they're still in unforgiveness. That's a lie from the pit of hell. That's a lie, not the truth. So the word of God tells us in Colossians 3.13, listen at this. I'm reading out the Passions translation. Now, when we have ill will with somebody, the first thing we want to do, we want to go to the person that we have ill will against, that we have that resentment against. It had to come from somewhere. You're just not going to resent a person just to resent them because they said something they couldn't, should not have said. If you resent them just that quick, there's a seed already that's there that's been growing dealing with resentment. There's no way you can resent a person because they keep saying your name wrong. And you got ill will because they're not saying your name the way your name need to be said. You need to check to see if there's anything else behind that. Because as my granddaughter said, that don't make no sense. But we can be in these modes for so long, we don't think it's nothing wrong with it. We think that's how we're supposed to be. So if you 
resent a person, you need to ask the Holy Spirit, why am I having ill will with that person? It could be your spouse. Why am I so like I am with my spouse answering him or her that way? Or, you know, just feeling like when I'm around them, I just don't even want to talk to them. Just don't say nothing. Why am I feeling this way around my spouse? What? That's when you have to go to that person and say, I need to ask you something. Have I done something? Or have I said something? If I have, I truly apologize. How do you know this is a heartfelt apology? Like Brother Willie was saying, he said, personally him, he'll wait. You correct me, Brother Willie, if I'm wrong. He would wait before he go to the person because he want to go to the person with the right heart, with the right motive. Because he know if he go to him right then, it's not going to come from the heart. And the Lord knows his heart. And he is right about that. But we don't want to wait so long that we feel like we're over it when we're not over it because we hadn't really dealt with it. So this is why I'm saying we have to check ourselves on a daily basis and ask the Lord, Lord, am I holding anything that I'm not aware of against anybody? Show me what I'm holding. Show me what's laying dormant because, God, I don't want to be um, representing you and not representing you well. So when we look at forgiveness, forgive, unforgiveness comes when we're not willing to let go of that offense, to let go of that animosity or hatred. In the Passion Translation, it says, verse 13, Colossians 3.13, tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith. Y'all hear that? Tolerate the weakness of those in the family of faith, forgiving one another in the same way you have been graciously forgiven by Jesus Christ. If you find fault with someone, release this same gift of forgiveness to them. So what we supposed to do, we supposed to tolerate the weakness. How long can we tolerate somebody? And I'm going to get to that. With the help of the Holy Spirit, you can have long suffering for people. If you choose to have that long suffering for certain individuals. So the Bible's telling us that we have to forgive one another. And then in um, Ephesians 4.32 it says, Be kind and loving, compassionate, tenderhearted to each other, and forgive each other just as God forgave you in Christ. Now I'm going to go to a, um, in this teaching I want to go to this. You saying Forgive. Yes, I am. But what if I forgive and they're doing the same thing over and over again? I'm going to tell you what the word of God says. It said, keep on forgiving. It don't matter if they do it back to back to back to back to back to back. It's your job to keep forgiving. And I'm going to give you the scripture on that. If they mess up at 12 and they mess back up at 1. Or if they mess up at 12 and they mess back up at 12.01, you still supposed to do what the word of God tell you to do. It's not up to you to pick and choose what you want to do. You have to crucify that flesh by doing what the word of God tell you to do. I hear this in my ear. You done done it once. You done done it twice. I ain't forgiving you because you're going to do it again. But I'm saved. I don't believe that. Saved from what? Another scripture, Matthew 6, 15. Listen at this. 
But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, their reckless and willful sins, leaving them, letting them go, and giving up resentment, neither will your father forgive you your trespasses. Do you know what that means, really? If you know God has truly forgiven you, he has wiped the slate clean. He don't remember that sin no more, and you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior. By you not being willing to forgive others, you have not really accepted that forgiveness from God. So that means you ain't saved. That's what that means. That means truly you're not saved. Y'all, we're going to get deep into this. How can I say that he has forgiven me and I can't forgive Teresa and say I'll never forgive Teresa? That means I have not really had fellowship with my father because that's not what my father does. When his love come in your heart, when his love is shed abroad in your heart, if I tell my husband I forgive you, that means if I'm doing it with my heart, even though what he done to me and I have a scar of what he done, I don't keep throwing it in his face and expect him to bow down to me every day and keep saying I'm sorry. If I truly have accepted his forgiveness, I don't keep throwing it up in his face. If I keep throwing it up in his face, I have not forgiven you. So what I have to do, I have to take my time aside and say, Holy Spirit, I surrender. I can't do this by myself. What he has done to me has scarred me. It has hurt me. You got to help me get through it because I can't do it no more. And when he hear my heart felt cry, when he hear me crying out with my whole heart, again, I begin to feel the peace of God come over me. And I begin to have a rest that I never had before because I'm casting everything over on him because I can't do it no more. And then when I really go to him and say, I forgive you. Then he began to see change in my life. Not trying to make it happen, but living like I know change have come. That's when you know you have really accepted Jesus. When you can bless those that you know have cursed you. When you can really love those that hate you. When you can pray for those that what? Despitefully what? That's when you know I truly have forgive. Even when they say evil against you, you only speaking good. You know, thank you, Jesus. It don't matter what they say. It don't matter what the enemy is putting in my ear. That's my brother. That's my sister. We're one in Christ. So see, I know where people are and I know where people been. When I keep seeing the same pattern, I know where you ain't been. You can't tell me you've been there. When it keep being the same thing over and over again. Y'all, it's not about us. It's about him. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We represent him. We show him to the world. We're the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. If the salt loses his what? Then what? what's the other part? What good is it? Have you ever had some food, Brother Calvin, and you have to keep putting salt on that food and you still can't taste it? That's how some Christians are. He said, taste and see. How good he is. The more you taste how good he is, the more ugly you are disappears. That's the truth. The more you taste him, the more they don't see you. When you ain't tasting him, 
And seeing how good he is, people are seeing you instead of him. They don't supposed to see us. They supposed to see Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. And we have tests to see where I can say where I am all day long until you come at me. How about y'all? You can say, oh, how you love Jesus all day long. You can say, oh, how you love your brothers and sisters all day long. But let them come in your face. Let them tell you you didn't do what you're supposed to do. Don't tell me. That's pride. You know where you are when people come up at you. You know really where you are because this is why, y'all, I'm learning every day who I am in Christ. Because the more I have to deal with all y'all, And everybody else, I know really where I am in Christ. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. I applaud every last one of y'all in this room. I'm not lying. Because it shows me where I am. And it shows me where I need to be. So I I applaud you. And I'm not being funny. I give God glory. Y'all should be giving God glory when people are testing you. When the enemy are using people to test you. And you pass the test, you should be doing you a dance. You should be giving God glory because you said, "Woo! thank you, Jesus. That's when you know where you are. When you're gritting your teeth. You don't have to go to a dentist if that teeth is longer than nothing. You can take it off yourself. People take you through a ringer and you're going to know who you are, y'all. So we have to forgive when you hold on to a grudge. How can you? Ain't no way you can fellowship with your father the way you're supposed to in unforgiveness. I, who, I, I can't. I'm bothered. I can't get in my word if I got something against my husband. If something is truly bothering me, can you get in your word, Manny? Can you really have fellowship with the father holding something against your wife? Say what, man? Hello, somebody. But we get so used to not fixing it, we think that's how it's supposed to be. Or I I ain't going to mess with that one. I'm going to get there. Let's get here first. Go to Matthew 18, 15 through 35. Matthew 18, 15 through 35. Listen at this one. We hear this all the time. I'm reading out the Passions Translation. If your fellow believer sins against you, you must go to that one privately and attempt to resolve the matter. Does anybody Bible say that? Did anybody Bible say that? Anybody? Did it say you must go to that person privately? Do anybody know what that means? If I got something against you, Brother Jamie... I'm going to go to you, not Sky. I'm going to talk to you. I ain't going to talk to Sky about you. She pointing at you. I'm going to talk to you. Sky said, don't come to me. You go to my daddy. That's what we're supposed to do. I don't have no business going to Sky when I have a problem with, what do I look like going to little Sky? Sky, let me tell you something about your daddy, girl. I don't know how he act with you, but I know how he act towards me. What, how does that sound? I'm going opposite to what the word of God says. And then it says, if he responds, your relationship is restored. 
But if, if his heart is closed to you, then you go to him again, taking one or two others with you. Y'all know that scripture. I ain't even going to go through all that because everybody in here is supposed to know how that's supposed to be. How can we be on one accord with God if we're not doing what the word of God tell us to do? We supposed to go to one another. Some people say, no, I'm going to pray about it before I go to him. What do you have to pray about if Julia offended you? Why would I pray? Oh, Lord God in heaven. Julia has offended me and I forgive her. End of conversation. And I felt like I'd done something because I went to him about Julia. But that's not what the word. He gave me the answer. And why do I go to him? Lord, Julia has offended me. Oh, God. What do I need to do, Lord? Holy Spirit, remind you. Go to you. Let Julia know what she done. But Lord, you know how Julia is. I can't talk to that girl. So I feel at peace, Lord. Just saying I forgive. We know what that says, right? We're not only hearers, we have to be. You have not heard unless you do. So let's go back to Brother Willie. Brother Willie said, he gave us two incidents. He said, if a person have offended you, it's according to how deep, I'm just paraphrasing him, the wound is. If that wound is really deep, you don't go to that person until you talk to God about it and get it right before you go to him. The Bible says you go to him and you let them know you offended me. You have hurt me. Maybe you wasn't aware of it. And y'all reconcile. But if that person don't want to reconcile with you, that's when you take one or two people with you. If that person don't want to listen to them, you take it before the church. If they don't want to listen to the church, they're just like an unbeliever. That's what the word says. We got some unbelievers in the body of Christ and professing Christ. Because they're not doing what the scripture says. Now some people may disagree with me, but I'm telling you what the word of God says. This is how you resolve things. This is the part I want to get. Listen to verse 31. Listen to what Peter said in 21. Later, Peter approached Jesus and said, How many times do I have to forgive my fellow believer who keeps on offending me? That's what Peter said. Let's see what Jesus said. Let's see what he said. 22, G seven times. This is what Peter said. Seven times. Peter said, Peter said all I'm giving him is seven times. Seven times mean what? Complete. That's your last time, Julia. I done gave you seven times, girl. It's complete. I ain't messing with you no more. But Jesus answered, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times, seven times. Whew. The lesson of forgiveness in heaven's kingdom realm can be illustrated like this. He told him 70 times seven, but let me illustrate it for you. There once was a king who had servants who had borrowed money from the royal treasury. He decided to settle accounts with each of them. 
As he began to begin the process, he came to his attention that one of his servants owed him $1 billion. So he summons that servant before him and said to him, pay me what you owe me. When his servant was unable to repay his debt, the king ordered that he be sold as a slave along with his wife and children, every possession they own as payment towards his debt. The servant threw himself face down at his master's feet and begged for mercy. Please be patient with me. Just give me more time and I will repay you all that I owe. See, they go, Willie said, give me more time, right? Upon hearing his pleas, the king had compassion on his servant and released him and forgave him his entire debt. Did y'all get that first part? The king forgave him. He gave him mercy for what he owed. That was over a million dollars. No sooner had the servant left when he met one of his fellow servants who owed him $20,000. He seized him, listen to this, by the throat and began to choke him saying, you better pay me right now everything you owe me. His fellow servant threw himself face down at his feet and begged, please be patient with me. If you will give me time, I will repay you all that is owed. But the one who had his debt forgiven stubbornly refused to forgive what was owed to him. He had his fellow servant thrown into prison and demanded he remain there until he repay the debt in full. How many of us is doing what this person done? We keeping a person in prison by not forgiving them when we were forgiven prior to that. But we turn around and hold unforgiveness when we were forgiven. Guess what he said? The king said to him, you scoundrel, is this the way you responded to my mercy because you begged me? I forgave you massive debt that you owe me. Why didn't you show the same mercy to your fellow servant that I showed you? In a fury of anger, the king turned him over to the prison guards to be tortured until all his debt was repaid. In the same way, my heavenly father will deal with any of you if you don't release forgiveness from your heart towards your fellow believer. When you cannot release forgiveness, knowing, when you know the father, this is where I'm going. When you know him and you fellowship and have a relationship with him, it's no way unforgiveness can stay in your heart, not even a second. Because the Holy Spirit, that's why you have him. He convict you of righteousness and he lets you know that is not what the word says. The word says forgive because he has forgiven you. The problem with the body of Christ is we think we know more than God. We think we supposed to not forgive them because they done me wrong. Why should I forgive them? Because the word tells you, regardless of who did what, you still supposed to forgive. It don't matter if you were right and they were wrong. You still show forgiveness and it have to be from the heart. Why can't we show it from our heart? Because our heart is grown callous. It has grown hardened because we've been more sensitive to what the person done and the enemy keeps reminding you of what they done. So your heart become callous towards that person. So even if they are saying, I'm sorry, you don't want to accept it because you say they lying. We got a problem. It shouldn't take none of us. 
that long to forgive. Ain't no way you can lay down at night. That's why the Bible said, don't let the sun go down on your wrath. It's no way you can lay down and snore. Knowing that you have hurt somebody. Or somebody has hurt you. It's no way you can lay down without going to the Father and saying, Father, show me what to do. How to do it. Show me how to go in. Show me how to come out. Father, I feel like I can't talk to that person because that person think I'm against them all the time. But Father, I don't want none of this to be in between us. That's when you go into prayer. When you know that you didn't do nothing wrong, but you want to say, God, show up and show out. Show me how to meet them where they are. God, I'll humble myself. I'll be wrong, God. That's when God can trust you. When you're saying, God, I'll be wrong. But if you go into them and saying, I'm sorry, forgive me for what I said. I shouldn't have said it in that manner. And then they look at you and say, oh, you know what you said. Like I said, forgive me for what I said. You done your part. You don't have to keep rolling over and rolling over. And I'm going to say this. It's time out if a person is not getting in their word and not being before God. I was telling y'all, some people you got to walk softly with. But that's a spirit you're dealing with. Because if you always in between and can't talk to somebody, you're scared to even open your mouth. You need to check to see, is it because of me or is it because I know what's in them? God, which way is it? Because we should not be afraid to talk with one another without that person getting upset all the time. We should not be afraid to fellowship without sitting there trying to choose words and it's been over 20 years. There is a time that you give a person time to heal. Like Willie, Willie was saying, he said, you know, time does heal. Yes, it does. But time in the word is what heal. When you're in the word, he said he will heal your broken heart. He will bind up all of your wounds. If you're not in the word, man, time ain't going to heal it. The word is what cleanses you. The word is what goes in and wash you clean. Do you want to be washed or you want to stink for the rest of your life? Because people smell you from a distance. The word is what cleanses you, y'all. I got to take baths every day, physically, mentally, spiritually. I got a lot of baths I have to take every day. What about you? Every day you got to bathe in this. You got to let it wash you over and over again. How many of y'all, sometimes you can miss a spot and you know you missed the spot. How about when you're drying off and you think you dried off and then you begin to put lotion on you like, I'm wet right there. Because you're half dried off. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Some places you can't dry off because you have to lift up to get up under. I'm going somewhere with it. I'm going somewhere with it. Y'all laughing, but I'm going somewhere with it. It's places in your life that you got to dig deep and get up under. Ask the Holy Spirit to search you and show you those places that you are missing. Quit looking at everybody else and look at you. When you look at you and let God deal with you. Because it could be a little, it's something so simple. And when you go off all the time, people don't want to deal with you no more. 
They'd rather just leave you alone. They just walk from you. They don't want to deal with you no more because they don't know how to take you. But I'm going to be honest. Some people don't want to deal with people because they know they're going to tell them the truth. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. You can be telling the truth, but if it ain't spoken in love, people don't want to hear what you got to say. And then me or somebody else can come behind them and tell them the same thing. And they pick it up from them because it was spoken in a different way. But it was the same thing said. Church, it is time for us to quit. It's coming up and coming out now, y'all. It's going to get deep, too. It's going to get deep. All of us going to find out really where we are. We are. And listen at this, um, Hebrews 8, 12. I'm going to give you this one. For I will be merciful and gracious towards their sins, and I will remember their deeds of unrighteousness no more. Like Brother Willie was saying, he was saying that he's not God. God won't remember no more. Willie was being real. He said, I ain't God. He said, I'm not God. (laughs) But God will help him and help us when it's hard to let go. That's what he was bringing out. Sometimes it's hard for us to let go. And sometimes we need time in the letting go. We do need that time. But in that time, there should be a change. Should it not? But we just don't sit there and wait when we know something is not right. We want to let that person know in love. You may not be aware of it. But what you said, it offended me. And they said, what I say? I don't even remember saying it. Then the devil rise up. Yes, you do. You done messed up the whole conversation. So God is here tonight to heal every broken heart, to bind up every wound. But you got to come to him and let him bind up those wounds. What the enemy does when he get a foothold, when you open a door with a little crack in it, we went over this for several years, and you don't close that door, he's telling the rest of them, come in anger, come in resentment, come in animosity, come in unforgiveness. So you're dealing with all of these things, and now you don't want to hear what nobody has to say because you're saying, it's not me. An offended person and a prideful person will always say, it is not me. They do not recognize it's them because they have got so used to that attitude and what they do and how they do it. They come up with excuses of, it's not me. That's when we need to check ourselves and say, Lord, is it me? Is it me? Y'all remember when they sat around Jesus and Jesus said, somebody's going to betray me. Lord, is it I? He said, the one that does what? Dips the bread. He already know who it is. Just like I already know. I already know where stuff start at. Because if you're in the word of God, God's going to show you what's going on with people. And he's going to show you how to tell people to handle it. But don't get mad. Just because God is using me or anybody else to show you the root of things. We have to deal with it, y'all, because we're supposed to love one another. We're supposed to be showing the love of God. This teaching is chastisement because God chastised those whom he loved. So I brought back out the points Brother Willie brought out because I don't want no confusion. 
at what he was telling us. He was being real. Sometimes it takes him time to get through it. Then he came back with correction and say, but you don't supposed to be taking all that time because that's when the enemy come in and he can make it worse. So if you don't understand some things, sometimes we'll say, oh, that man, he's just a mess. No, Willie ain't a mess. That's just Willie. Y'all just got to get to know Willie. (laughs) That's just Willie. Some people have a different way of explaining things. And if you don't know how they explain things, then you will hold that and the enemy will keep using that and say, that man tore up from the floor. No, that's just Willie. That's just how Willie explains stuff. So I want to bring that back in tonight on how we handle forgiveness. And then Sister Denise is going to talk a little bit about when Willie used her. Let me tell you why Willie used her. He was using their everyday life. Not that they do it every day. Lord knows if they did it every day, it would be a hot mess, but they don't. He was using their lives as an example to say that when his wife do get upset, she he know not to go back to her until she calmed down. But then Sister Denise came back and said, this is why I get upset with Willie. So I'm going to let her finish that to let you know the last part of that. Um, why I get upset with my husband sometimes. You don't have to tell all your business. Just tell how you close it out. That's yes, all. ma'am. Why I get upset with my husband is because, you know, sometimes we be discussing stuff and I don't agree. Uh, he don't agree. And I, I'll say, well, it's, you gonna, there ain't going to be nothing. There ain't going to be no peace in this house sometimes, I say. But that's wrong. It's very wrong. But it don't take me two or three days, and it don't take him two or three days to come back to me and apologize. And why I don't say anything is because when I'm upset and I'm angry, I shut down. I really do because I used to just, blah, whatever comes to my mind, it comes out. But I'm learning that I have to humble myself. And that's the way I call myself, humbling myself, by not saying anything back at this period of time. Because, you know, if you keep, pay, play, you know, putting fuel on, uh, gasoline on fire, it's going to, it's going to make it bigger. So I just humble myself and I don't say anything. But inside I'm praying, God, help me to make my husband understand what I'm saying. Because sometimes we can talk not even to our husband, to other people. And we might need one, I might, you know, be saying one thing, but it come out a different way. You understand what I'm saying? But it do not take me and my husband all that long because it used to a long time ago, honest to God, it really did. When he would make me mad or something, I go to one or two days, not say nothing to him. But since I'm learning about, you know, the word and everything, it don't take us that long uh, he thinks that when I don't say anything that I'm still and mad and upset with him, but I be trying to, you know, keep myself calm and not put 
fuel to the fire because I be trying to meditate on what he be saying to me. And I be asking God, you know, to help me. If it's me, help me understand what he's trying to say and help me understand what I'm trying to say, you know, but have him understand what I'm trying to say. But we work it out through the word. My husband loved me and I love him. But when you go through stuff like that, you learn from your mistakes and then you turn for that and you don't go back to that point anymore. But I'm not going to say him and I is not going to get mad or have disagreements, but we know how to work it out. And the only way you're going to work it out is through the word of God. Stay in the word of God. Seek God about it. And talk to God every day. You got to stay in that word every single day. If not, your flesh is going to rise up. It is. And I've been a witness to that where my flesh rise up sometime. But we know how to handle our situations. The only way you can handle it is through the word of God. Amen. And I want to say that we have to learn how to handle things in love. We can't let it sit there and fester. Anything you let sit there... It's going to fester. Did anyone get anything out of this teaching tonight that they want to come up and say something on behalf of this teaching? Oh, everybody's. Okay, Willie. Come on, Willie. Okay, you come on. I just want to add to what my wife was saying just a while ago is that my wife loved me. I love my wife because if she didn't love me, she wouldn't want to marry me the second time. That's all I want to say. I'm going to check her head and see, though. <laughs> he had to get all the way up here to say that. Tell my marry him the second time. Only thing I'm saying is, guys. When we learn to approach one another in the right way, we don't have to keep doing it over and over again. If we handle things right the first time, we won't have to keep going through it. That's all. And we do it according to what the word of God says. Scott, do you have something to say, sweetie? So make sure that you learn how to handle things in love. And don't let it sit there and fester because it's going to come up and it's going to come out and somebody's going to get hurt by it. And if you keep getting hurt over and over again, you will shut down. And then you try to stay away from people instead of fellowshipping with people because you think that's the best thing to do. But that's not what the word of God tells us to do. So let's make sure we come together in love. Anyone have anything to say before we close? Come on, Athea and Manny. Manny, come on. Th- well, do you raise your hand too? She told my uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, both of y'all talk a lot. Are you offended, Julia? <laughs> what I've been getting out of the teachings and really been dealing with me is pride. You know, when you can look at PR and the D and the E's on the end, but that I is always in the middle. And whenever you got I in the middle of stuff, that's where the trouble begins. And it's just like with me, 
when people come to me with audio, you know, somebody told me tonight, in love, quit being so offended when somebody says something about the sound. And you know what? It makes me look at me. So, you know, God help me. But if we would take pride out of the way, the resentment, the animosity, and all of that will go also. Because the root of it is pride, and God resists the proud. So we have to, you know, stay humble. And that's what I'm learning, you know, even with these teachings here, is to humble myself. And when I act a fool, the Holy Spirit, he'll check me right then. And, and you know, it's like, I ain't trying to hear you right now, you know, and, and because I'm in pride. But what I need to learn, what I'm learning to do is to humble myself because he'll always say, God said, well, God, what I'm, what, you know, what you want me to do? Humble yourself, Ophelia. Just, you know, in that nice, quiet voice, humble yourself. No, I want to get loud and, and mad, but just humble yourself. If that's what we would do in the body of Christ is humble ourselves, you know, we will be further along than what we are because we have relatives dying out there that don't know God and we are still stuck in the middle with pride and we can't minister to anyone in pride just go ahead and give it to Manny on your way back um, I was just thinking about the scripture you was going over with uh when the Lord said, if you, from your hearts, forgive not your brother that trespasses, you know, like, and many times we, you know, he didn't say if you from your mouth forgive, right. you know, many times we say we forgive, but our heart, like, like he said, you know, you, you can uh, worship me with your mouth, but your heart can That's be far, far from it, you know, That's and right. I was just thinking of how David said that the, the, words of my mouth and the meditation That's of right. my heart be acceptable. So you could be saying something and and that may be acceptable to God, but then your heart is saying something else that's not acceptable. Mm -hmm. So you have to line that up and just uh just thinking of the debt, like you was talking about the debt, you know, like the Lord paid a debt that nobody could pay. You know, I'll send debt, he mm -hmm. paid that debt. I mean, no he, he gave his life a ransom for us. So like you know, just just how that helps me, like, forgive whoever for whatever, because it's like, you know, I didn't deserve it. And he paid, he gave his life to forgive me. So who am I to hold something against somebody else? That's you know, right. it just helps you. And and one more thing I he was bringing to my remembrance with uh, in Mark when he was saying, like, you know, uh, to have faith in God, and if you doubt not in your heart, you speak right. to this mountain, it'll move. Mm -hmm. And then he says, right after that, but when you stand praying, forgive if you have a lot against any. Mm -hmm. So people don't realize, like, That's what right. you were saying about our relationship with God, um, when we have something between somebody, also with our prayers. That's how Jesus was showing us it was nothing in his heart, so he could move mountains when he prayed. Right. He had confidence. He had boldness. Mm -hmm. So, like, really, that unforgiveness will block your prayers. You won't have the faith, you know, and you will have doubt in your heart because your relationship between right. the Father is, is severed. You know, yeah. So mm -hmm. so that's really powerful when it comes to our prayer life too, you know. Amen. We really don't realize how we hurt ourselves. And we hurt ourselves through me, myself, and I because we feel like if I ain't done nothing, 
I shouldn't say nothing. That's when you should say something if that thought is coming to you. It don't matter if you did or you didn't. You don't want stuff to come in between you and God to stop you from being a mountain mover. Just like Manny said, that, that's sometime our hindrances. We're stubborn. And where stubborn is, it's like a, what, uh, sin of uh, rebellion, stubborn, what is that thing? Um, help me, y'all. I know where I'm going. Witchcraft. It's witchcraft. Sometimes we curse our own selves and don't even recognize it. So it's time out for he say, she say, or what's saying. If it ain't lining up according to the word, you're going to cast it down. And we have to remember that. I have to remember as being y'all pastor. I get hit all the time because people don't want to hear what I have to say because I'm going to tell you what I see. And some people get upset because they think you own me all the time. I supposed to be on you all the time because that's my job. That's what God has put me here for. You on, What about somebody else? It's always me. It's always me. Nobody know who else I talk to. Do I suppose to, hold on a minute. Hold on, Sheikah. Let me put Nay on the line. Hold on, Nay. Let me put uh, your daughter on the line. Hold on. Let me put Teresa on the line. Hold on. Let me get Calvin. Hold on. We got a whole string them so you can hear everything. That's not how it works. So we have to remember God chastised those whom he loved. And if he see you, and I'm going to say this, y'all, and I'm going to say this here. I am not, when I come to you, I am not going to tell you no more what you're supposed to do. If you're getting taught in here and you don't do it, I know where you are. I shouldn't have to tell you and nobody should have to tell you if you're in the word like you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be able to do it without somebody saying, now you need to go to so-and-so, you need to go to this one, or you need to go to that one. People don't have to tell you that because the Holy Spirit will let you know that's not right. Handle that. When you have a relationship with him. And like Brother Willie say, he loved his wife. His wife loves him because she want to marry him again. He's sure of that. She want to marry him again. Right, Willie? <laughs> Willie talking about, I want to marry her. <laughs> We give God glory, y'all, for the teaching. So is there any more announcements at this time? Any more announcements?